0: continue in our study. Boy, what a great study, right? I started teaching in seminary today and uh, this morning I have a class I teach. Uh, I'm teaching on ecclesiology. That is the study of the church and eschatology. Amen. And so we we started this series and we've been talking about uh, why church membership matters, right? And we finished that off and then now we're talking about true Versus what? False conversion. Amen? That's what we're talking about. And, and the reason we're doing that is because we need to understand, amen, that there are, there are, there are people in your life, people that you know, uh, people that you worship with, you know, things like that. And, and, and it's important to understand the differences, right, uh, between a true conversion and a false conversion. There's nothing like a believer... Watch this. There's nothing like a believer who is unsure of their salvation. You know, I was thinking this, you know, every now and then I get those, you ever get those old feelings from back in the day? I'm talking about like when you were out there um, uncertain about life, uh, circumstances, you know, you're, 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 you're trouble in your life, right? And it's crazy how God after he saves you, right? How the you know how any of you like all right, let me see how I'm put this in. Any of you like you you dislike uh, after the summer was over, you getting back to being responsible, you know what I mean? You know, like certain certain seasons in life, you know, where you're like, man, I got to get, you know, Monday morning, for instance, you know what I mean, after the weekend, you understand? And you're like, you dread going to work, you dread going to school, you dread, you know, certain things, right? And and, and it's, it's amazing to me Even with those feelings, right, how God will take that stuff from you. You know, as you stay with the Lord, as you continue to serve him, as you continue to live for him, you'll find out that God will give you that assurance. He will replace those old things with new things, you know. Uh, He takes that old heart and he gives you a new heart, right? And so last week we started off talking about, um, you know, the fruits, amen, of true conversions, right? Uh, the fact that the characteristics of a true convert, that that convert will begin to bear fruit, right? I told you last week that the what's the first fruit? It's the fruit of what? Repentance. Amen. I told you that the first fruit that a believer, we looked at Zacchaeus and how he, uh, how he saw Jesus, right? He was a tax collector. He saw Jesus. He went up in the tree, he was short in stature. He had money, he was rich, he had it going on in life. But he lacked what? What did he lack? He lacked that one thing that we all missed before we met Jesus, right? We met, he lacked the ability to understand who he was in light of who Christ was. Amen. He was lost. He lived in darkness for a long time, and when he came to know Jesus, hello, somebody, he had a true conversion, and in his conversion, he says, Lord, if I have defrauded anyone, if I've done wrong with anybody, if I've wronged anybody, guess what? Guess what I want to do? I want to make it right. You know, that's the first whenever I whenever I whenever I speak to someone, whenever I lead somebody to Christ, that is the next thing that I look at in that person's life, in that person's life, to know whether or not they have a real conversion. Because what I found out is that the Bible says and I I told you this last week that we have the ministry of reconciliation Right? So tonight I want to get into the rest of the fruit. So we had the fruit of repentance, the fruit of what? Reconciliation. All right? You ready for the next fruit today? Oh, Lord. You sure? Amen. The next fruit that the person develops is the fruit of remembering. I'm going to say it one more time. the next fruit that a true convert has is the fruit of remembering. This will be real good. Forgetting leads to unbelief. And then rebellion. Even though the children of Israel witnessed the ten plagues in Egypt, and they escaped 400 years of captivity, the moment they got to a difficult spot in their journey, guess what they did? They forgot. They rebelled. They complained. They said, well, if God is so good, then why why did he bring us out here? Did he bring us out here to kill us? Did he bring us out here to let us die? Why did God bring us out here? And I'm trying to help somebody here today. A true convert never forgets where God has brought them out of and what he has. Listen, that's your testimony. Are you with me? Are you with me? Children of Israel got to the Red Sea, Pharaoh's behind them, the Red Sea's before them, and their faith is in a man with a stick. I'm sorry, a rod. The pastor, Pastor Moses. Now you could understand their dilemma, right? You know, I trusted you. I believed in you. You told us that God was going to take us over here and, when, and we were going to possess the land. But here's what I found out about people, y'all. You ready? Their feet could be heading to Canaan, but their heart will be right back in Egypt. And unless our hearts are converted as well as our feet. Hello, somebody then there's a possibility for all of us to forget and go back to where God found us. Can I help you with something? When you go back, nothing will be there. It's not going to be the same. You understand what I'm saying? This is why you have believers who are trying to fit back into the scene. They're not comfortable. And they know they're not comfortable because here's what happens. When God saves you, he changes you. Are you with me? He gives you a new nature. He gives you a new heart. He gives you a new mind. And I wonder sometimes when I see Christians acting the old way, I wonder in my mind, has there been anything done in them at all? Are you you with me? So the next fruit is the fruit of what? Remembering. Watch this. The moment that you forget... It's the moment that you will move into rebellion. You hear me? The moment you forget is the moment that you will slide into rebellion. And it's so important for you and I to not forget where God has brought us from. I want you to go to Psalm 106. I'm sorry. Yeah, Psalm 106. Let's go to Psalm 106 real quick. Psalm 106. Uh, This is Bible study, right? Okay, yeah, I remember that. Psalm 106. And boy, when you read Psalm 106, it will blow your mind. Um, Well, where are we going to start at? It's Bible study. So let's start in verse 1. Somebody begin reading for me. All right, now, now you got to pay attention to what the psalmist is saying here, okay? Psalm 106 and verse 1. Somebody read for me, please. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his love and Mm-hmm. Yep, there's that word, there's that word right there. They did not what? Remember what? You know, you need to write this down. Write this down something. God is kind to us. God is not nice. The etymology for nice is foolish. The Bible never tells a believer to be nice. Anytime somebody calls you nice, they're really calling you foolish. And not only that, but watch this. If you ever notice that the people that call you nice, they want to take up all your time they they want listen they want to just train you out but but kindness means that you have a standard you have boundaries and they respect you as well as you respect them so what i always say now i'm not nice don't call me nice i'm kind that's the biblical mandate for all believers is to be kind but god has been kind to us they did not remember what your abundant kindness Anybody here can say that God has been abundantly kind to you? Come on, somebody, that in spite of what you go what you went through, God still smiled on you. He still favored you. Watch this, but but what did they do? But they what? By the what? At the what? At the Red Sea. Now we now we in the story. Now go ahead, nevertheless. Nevertheless, though, what did he do? Can I help you with something? God knows you and I. He knows us. He knows whether we will stay faithful, whether we will stay committed, but nevertheless, oh, what a mighty God we serve, that even with my shortcoming, there is a nevertheless from God. Nevertheless, He saved them for what? For what? For the sake of his name. May I say this to you tonight? You and I, we carry the name of God on us, Jesus Christ. We represent Christ to the world. You and I are Christians. And my question is, does the world see Christ in you and I? Will that be a, a, a probing or somebody saying, you know what? Hey, you know, you, something about you is different. You carry his name, but here's the thing. You know why God sometimes let us make it? Because his name is attached to us. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that that's a good reason that he just don't really do what he really should do? Okay, grace and mercy steps in. Come on, somebody. You've been under a lot of grace. Okay? He saved them for the sake of his name, and God is doing it because of his name. Watch this. That he might make his power known. What does God want to do with us? When you and I forget, we got to remember God does not forget. And in spite of us doing what we do, God says, through your life I want to show the world that I'm alive can I ask you something what a privilege that is isn't it isn't that a privilege that, that when I look at your life I could say man I see the power of God I remember where you were listen I remember how far you were from God I remember how close you are now to God and not, not only that but I see the process unveiling isn't that, isn't that an awesome thing to see the power to met, that he might make his power known where? In you. Thus, what did he do? He rebuked the Red Sea. I wish I had somebody. God can rebuke your Red Sea experiences. I wish I had. It's not magic. All God has to do is speak. And things will move. All God has to do is blow on it and it will get out of the way. I wish I had somebody. He rebuked the Red Sea and it what? It dried up. See, here's the thing. He's working through Moses, but God is the one that's rebuking the Red Sea. Look what the text says. If you ever notice something, watch this, right? It says, and he led them. Didn't say Moses. So you know what that means? That's why you have to respect and honor the pastor. God is working through the man to lead you through your Red Sea experiences. He's taking us somewhere, and you have to respect what God is doing because watch this. He's working through the man of God to display his power. Not everybody could do this, y'all. Not, and watch this, and don't you follow just anybody. Amen. You got to make sure that who you're following can get through some Red Sea experiences. That God is working through them to help you. Are you with me? You no, know he said? He led them through the deeps as through the what? Uh-huh. Now, now they move from, they got to understand about the children of Israel, why they were sentenced to 400 years. Why they were sentenced to 40 years. And it was all because of what? Forgetfulness and rebellion. Forgetfulness leads to what? Rebellion because you forget how you got there. And so you, ca- you catch this attitude like, man, forget it. I'm going to just do what I want to do, man. Forget this. I don't want to go to church on Tuesday night. What? Why I got to do that? <laughs> Rebellion is a crazy thing, y'all. Watch this. You would rather wait for the mailman than come to church. It's going to be there when you get home? (laughs) I'm just trying to help somebody tonight. Watch what he says. He says he saved them from the hand of the one who what? Hated them and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. The waters covered their adversaries. Not one of them was left. Huh. Then, they be, then. Are you that kind of Christian? You got to wait till God do something before you really believe. That's not faith. When it's going bad in your life, you ought to rejoice. You ought to say, oh, God is up to something. There's something happening right now. God, I don't understand it, but I know that you said in your word, you will never leave me. You'll never forsake me. The problem is we magnify the problem and not the problem fixer. Are you with me? Text says they believed. They only believed because of what they saw. It says, and then they sung his praise. Then verse 13. Look at verse, highlight that, will you please? What happens in verse 13, y'all? They, 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 brought, they I love what the text says. The text says they quickly, I'm going to say one more time. They, they, they quickly forgot his works and watch the next part of the verse. They did not. For what? You know, people operate on instinct and not facts. <laughs> and here's what happens to a lot of people some people go get counsel and still don't listen. <laughs> And some people just don't get no counsel, Pastor. What you what you think about this? Or you know, or you consult someone? Look what he says. He said they they quickly forgot his works. Has God done anything for you? Now I'm not don't don't be cliches. Now I'm just saying, like, has He done anything for you? Anybody got a testimony here tonight? Like you got a testimony? Like God, God did something for you. Can I ask you a question? How often do you remember it? How often do you really glean and think about, or are you just thinking about the moment that you're in? You know what Satan is? He's a a distractor. Here's what he wants you to do he wants you to be distracted from what God is doing in your life. Or, I'm sorry, or what God has done in your life. But watch this, though. They didn't wait for counsel. Let me tell you you what that's about. Let me me tell you where in the Bible that is. Watch this. They came through the Red Sea. Moses went up Mount Sinai to get what? A word from the Lord. And what did they do? They were hanging around. They got the associate pastor caught up. This is why the associate preacher got to make sure he in line with the pastor. All right. He, I'm telling you, he got, listen, they got him. They got it like, man, listen, Moses ain't come back. Yeah, Hey, uh, please. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible says they rose up and played. You know what they did? They were having parties. They were drinking. They were having orgies. Listen, they were doing it up. Watch this though. But watch this, watch this. They built a God that they could see. You see, the problem, most people who forget, they want to see the God, a God. But the God that we serve, the one of the Bible, you have to see him by faith. You got to believe in your heart, number one, that there is a God. They built a golden calf, and they said, "This is what they said in Scripture." They said that it was the golden calf that delivered it. Man, you got to read the Bible, man. It will trip you out, like. And and look, you'd be saying, like, "Whoa, what happened?" <laughs> like seriously, like, what happened? Was it what? What was it that caused them? To say it was the golden calf that delivered them. Remember what I said earlier? Their feet is heading to Canaan. But their hearts is in Egypt. But here's the other factor, you understand? When you get exposed to culture for a long 400 years, they were in Egypt worshiping idols. Okay? A few, the remnant, they were crying out to God. That's why God called. That's why I thank God for the faithful people in church. Boy, I thank God. Listen, when people come and go, there's still a faithful remnant. Watch this. Who support the church, who pray in the church, who, who has the best interest for the kingdom, because it's the remnant that got your back. See? Watch this. Watch this. They were practicing what they had seen in Egypt. How do you forget a whole Red Sea drying up? Hmm? How do you forget the ten plagues? How do you forget that? How do you forget what God chested for you i'm serious like can you hit the rewind real quick seven months ago where were you eight months ago where were you nine months ago where were you I'm. Mean, I, I, listen now people who are in church we struggle man we fight battles because we're fighting the devil okay if it ain't a spouse it's a kid if it ain't a kid, it's a boyfriend, a girlfriend, or whatever whatever, whatever you're doing. Uh, or it's a job, or it's an opportunity, or it's something that you're dealing with. See, here's the thing. We are at the battlefield every day, but we have the full armor. We're not alone in this. And I often think to myself, like, man, what is wrong with these people? Seriously, I really struggle with the children of Israel. I really do. Because I'm like, come on, y'all. God just opened the red. I wish God worked like that today. I mean, he does, he does work like that today. You just got to be looking, and, and, and you'll see it. He'll open some red seas in your life. Follow what I'm saying? Some of you, some of you may think, oh, well, God, I don't, I don't see God. Listen, he's done something for you. Ah, He woke you up this morning. Hey, come on, So You're still breathing. Come on, come on, come on. He made a way out of no way for you. And 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 your purpose in life is to carry His name, so that others can see that there is a God. So 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 they didn't listen to counsel. Verse fourteen. What did they do? They craved. You know what they were craving? The lust of the flesh. They were craving the lust of the flesh, the world. Let me say in the, in the wilderness that is. And what did they do, though? They tempted God in the desert. So what did he do? What did he do? You know what I figured out about God? You know, I'm talking about true, true versus false convert, and I'm talking about the fruit of what? Listen, I will never forget what God did for me. I promise you. I'm listen. I believe that's the only thing that's really keeping me. Can okay, I be real honest with you? Can I be real honest with you watching online? Just check this out. I believe that's the thing that keeps me going. I have a book. It's called, my, it's called A God File. Okay. I've been doing this for over 20 years. And every time God does something, I write in that book. I'm talking about whatever he does. Because there are seasons in my Christian journey yeah. where I'm in the wilderness. Yeah. I can't hear him. Yeah. I can't see him. Yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't understand nothing. So what I do is I go back to my God file. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what I do? I start, no, I, I'm not, I, ain't, I, I watch this, and I read. Yeah. And I go back. Yeah. I remember when he delivered me from drugs. I remember when he delivered me from anger. Negativity, whatever, depravity, all these things. And I, and I read it constantly, occasionally, when I'm in those seasons. Because, see, it's easy to forget when life is good. When God pours our blessings on you, oh, you're going to know it's God. I'm going to say it one more time. And I'm talking about you, if, if, if we, if we really take God as his word, you'll never lack a day in your life. Not one day. I promise you, you will never lack a day in your life. What can I do to get you to believe that? I can't do anything. You got to remember what God has already done. Do you remember when your car broke on the side of the road and then somebody just happened to stop by? Come on, somebody. You were stranded. Do you remember that? Do you remember when your bank account was empty and all of a sudden you woke up the next day and you're like, where did that check come from? Do you remember when you were sick and how God healed you? You know, sickness is a mentality. Yeah. Let me just help you with that. Listen, if you think sick, you're going to be sick. Yeah. Doctors will tell you that. You know what doctors tell you? The pill works only 50% if you don't have hope. Because when you take the pill, what are you having? You're having hope in the pill that the pill will work. See? See? And so oftentimes, because we are so forgetful, amen, we get all distraught when things start going, and then we start complaining. We're no different than them. And then we start craving stuff, and then you know what we do? We tempt God. Listen, I I know people who will, they worry God down. I'm talking about they're like, Please give it. Please, 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 please. I want this. I want this. I want it. And God's like, you know what? Okay. All right. You know what? Mm, I'm going to give it to you. And you ever notice after you get it? (laughs) You thought he was a real brother. (laughs) She found out that joke was a fraud. But you wanted it so bad. (laughs) and you were so disappointed after. I'm about to say, I ain't going to say. Anyway, let me leave it alone. Verse 15, let's read verse 15. So bad. You wanted it so bad. Do you not know that God will give you the desires of your heart and even the things that you want so bad? That you, that no, you don't know it's good for you because you want it. That's what's going on with them. They were craving intensely. That word intensely means greed. Something that they desired. You know, Israel wanted an easy life. They wanted blessings without accountability. They wanted blessings... Amen. Without responsibility. Can I tell you something? You know how God blesses you? Anybody want to know? You want to know? This will be worth coming to Bible study. I promise you. It's based solely upon your capacity. <laughs> let say it one more time. It's based solely upon your capacity to receive blessings. Because God knows this. If I bless you, are you going to turn? Are you going to get arrogant? Or your capacity going to be by this small now? God knows the motive of your heart. He knows the motive of your mind. He knows everything about you. Before words are on your mouth, he knows. Before your thought comes in your mind, he knows it. So what he knows is he says, okay, so if I give you that, I know what you're going to do next. So you don't have the capacity yet. So pastor, how do you get capacity? How do you, how how do I get capacity? You have to move to maturity. See, God gave me all the things that I possess today at the right time. Had he given it to me when I was 25? What I have now? I'm talking about good credit. <laughs> listen, how many, come on, y'all, tell, come on, y'all. Y'all ain't, we ain't Bible study, y'all. Listen, listen, you're wondering why is it taking so long? Change your motive. Okay, God, until I understand what it means to give you glory. Help me with my capacity, mature me. Because see, God is not gonna give you something that will ruin you. That's what happened to them. Think about it. Why would He give you something to ruin you? He who findeth the wife find a good thing and will obtain the favor of the Lord. You want favor, but you don't know how to treat your wife. Right. He who finds a wife, finds a good thing, and obtains favor from the Lord. Maturity. See what I'm saying? You you hindering your 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 favor if you ain't treating your wife right. Malachi chapter three talks about that too. You see, we only read the the the, the tithing verse. Yeah. I don't even know why I went, I'm on that. Holy Ghost. See, all this, stuff is in, all this stuff is in my heart. All these scriptures are in my heart, you see, because I really believe it. Watch this though. Watch this. In Malachi 3, he says, man, what's up with you? Y'all want a divorce. What you want a divorce for? He says, first of all, I got this between you and me. I got a problem with you. You know what the problem is? You mistreat the wife of your youth who have given to you by covenant. And you want my favor. Okay. All right. Tell your neighbor, capacity. Until your capacity outweighs your insecurities, you be waiting for a minute. Now, let me help you with this. I, I recently spoke to a person, counseled a person, And this is what I share with them. God doesn't operate like this. If I do A, B, C, D, Bing, I get the prize. (laughs) That's not how it works. It does not work like that. Mm -hmm. That's not how God operates. God operates basically on this principle. Amen. Amen. Will you give me glory? Will you give me glory? And, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. The text says in verse 15, so what did he do? But sent. Hold on a minute. COVID-19? Hold on a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I wonder if they do a study. How many Christians died of COVID-19? How many of God's people died of COVID-19? I'm just curious. But here's the thing, though, right? We want things so bad that we forget we become rebellious, and so we weigh weigh God down with our whining and our complaining and our Grumbling, that finally God said, Okay, you want it? Here you go. Have it. And boy, look at verse 16. And when they became what? Hold on a minute. In the camp and Aaron, the holy one of the Lord, the earth. So here's what they did. Let me tell you what they did. Now, let me give you this part of the story, right? So here's what they did, y'all. They got tired of the pastor. They're like, man, pastors just keep preaching. This. Man, man. You know what they did? They went out and appointed their own pastor. <laughs> and then they said, "That's what they said. They said, now, nah, guess what? We're going to go back to Egypt. You know what happened? The earth opened up. and did what? Swallowed. swallowed them up. Did you see that? The earth opened up and swallowed what? Dathan And engulfed a comp- uh, the company of Abraham? Abraham? Watch us. Watch us. Check us out. Check us out. Check us out. These these were the key players, okay. Who caused the other people? You got to be careful. People who sowing seeds in your heart, man. Pastor Hunt don't know what he's talking about. All he want to talk about is is live right and shoot, man. Listen, we need destiny. We need purpose. We need we need positivity, okay. I'm going to give you that too. But I'm not going to give it to you without responsibility in the word of God. Yeah. Got to be careful. Don't be so attracted to what the world is trying to sell you. Because the earth is going to open. We ain't going to see you no more. You're just going to get swallowed up. That day, watch this. Their rebellion brought diseases. Diseases. And the rebellion bought a ditch the, uh, listen, you know what you know what you know what this was? You know what this is equivalent to? Oh Lord, please forgive me. I, I don't want to be insensitive here. Please don't think I'm being insensitive, please. You remember that, that building collapsing in, in Miami with all those people? the earth just opened up man i, I don't want to get caught up in that look at haiti i'm 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 so tripped out about haiti they go from one thing to the next you know why because haiti is a nation okay now you may quote me on this, but you may not quote me on this. But Katie's primary religion is witchcraft and voodoo. And so, and so they dabble off into the, into the darkness, into the devil worship. Okay? Now watch this. How long can you think a person's going to survive with that? I Look at that country. Those are good, I don't want to say good people. There are people there, innocent people, not innocent people. Nobody's innocent because we're all born in sin. See, I know theologically what it is. But here's the thing. There are people who are dying that don't need to die. Let me put it like that. Because they refuse to turn back to God. And you're wondering, man, why is my life so hard, man? Why is my heart? Why is my life so hard? Why am I struggling? Here's the thing: your struggle really is not really a struggle. You know what? You know what? You what? You know what? What it is? It's an opportunity for you to grow. It ain't no struggle. You know why I say it ain't struggle? Because guess what? You ain't sleeping outside in a in a, in a hut. You got air conditioning running water, electricity, food. So I'm like, my struggle is so deep, Pastor. Man, listen, I watched that earthquake hit that little country. And I'm watching kids dying, and people dying, and I'm saying, God. And God said, well, until they turn back to me, A revival needs to break out in that country. My job is Sunnyside. My job ain't Haiti. (laughs) So don't get no ideas. (laughs) Okay, my assignment is in Sunnyside. Amen. Now watch this now. And what happened next? (laughs) And flame consumed the what? They made a calf in what? Horeb. And worship a molten image. Thus, they exchanged their glory. Their glory. For the image of an ox that eats grass. I'm just saying, y'all. We put so much stock in our jobs and our money and opportunity and, and doing all this stuff. It benefits you in the end," he said. "Man, what's wrong with these people? They exchanged the glory, that glory that was on them, that God rested on them. Do you not know that in spite of all of this, oh, let me show let me show you grace and mercy. For forty years, their clothes didn't wear out. He gave them manna. He gave them quail. He took care of them. What a mighty God we serve. So let me just help somebody with something. Don't don't get all convicted and all that kind of mm-hmm. get all crazy, but I'm gonna say this to you. In spite of it, God gonna take care of you. Thank you. Thank you. But make him smile, not frown. You know, you know, here's the thing. I, I know one thing. Some of you got some kids like like this, right? They still sleep on the couch. They're 59 and they're still on the couch. <laughs> and in spite of them living the way they do, you still take care of them. You still provide for them. You still, you still feed them. Why? All right then. So I want you to think about your relation with God in that context. You are his child. You're either going to be an obedient child, a disobedient child, or a rebellious child. But just know this. You and I have to decide how we're going to get to our destiny. How are we going to get there? Are we going to get there on the easy route? (laughs) Are we going to get there on the difficult route? Because sometimes we need a difficult route to get there. But you got to decide. Look what it says. Verse 21. They did what? Now, I didn't even get to everything. I I didn't even get to everything. My time is up. They forgot their what? They, they forgot what? Listen, take that verse for me. Highlight it. And put it on a sticky and put it on your, in your bathroom or something. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I'll never forget what you done for me. Yeah. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget. Come on, y'all. I'm just trying I'm just trying to say tonight and I I I I just I, I got more. I'm going to deal with more next week, okay? But how do you forget your savior? How do you forget? Maybe your conversion was not real. And I believe that that is a A a serious signal. Okay, when you're talking to somebody, when you're looking at somebody in life, and you're saying, "Man, they're forgotten," and then they'll say, "This." Well, I got a relationship with God on my own, and I'm gonna say to you, you don't have a relationship; you have an association. You have, you have a familiarity with God, but possibly you're not converted because the person who remembers shows gratitude, and their gratitude is so deep that it moves them to true commitment. Let me, let me, let me, let me give you something, and I'm done. I'm way over my time. I read this to my staff earlier, to the team on. Listen to this. No human good brings us favor with God. No human good. God never blesses us because of our sincerity because of our personal sacrifice, because of our diligence, because we tithe. Oh, you didn't know that, huh? Watch this. All of those things, God came from God. Oh, watch this. So why would God bless you for something that he provides to you? But the reason that God blesses you not only capacity. You ready for the next thing? You ready for this? This is going to help you. You do those things. You serve him. You give to him. You're sincere. You're committed. You're faithful. You ready? Because you love him. And that is it. May I ask your question tonight. Ask you a serious question tonight. Do you love him? Because your love, and from your love will proceed commitment.